Welcome back to another Share Your Light episode. In these episodes, we love to showcase members of our listening audience who are making a shift in their life. They're making a change. They're stepping more fully into their power, their light, their purpose. And today's guest is absolutely fascinating to me because what's really cool about this, being an empath, being a sensitive, working as an intuitive or a medium, and you've heard me say this before, you never tap out. There's always something new to learn or explore to be curious about. And today's guest really brings that out because she's going to talk about a topic that I don't have a strong base of knowledge in. And until I met her, I really didn't know it was a thing. So I think this is going to be a very fun episode. So our guest today is Carrie. Carrie currently lives on her farm in North Carolina with her husband and four children. She graduated as a medical laboratory technician in 1998 and spent the next 24 years working in a laboratory as a medical microbiologist. But now she's permanently hung up her lab coat and embraced her spiritual side. She remembers connecting with the other realms as a small child, was raised on plant medicine, and always had an interest in all things metaphysical. Carrie has completed courses in tarot, mediumship, herbalism, and more. She recently completed a course in activating others with their soul light language and is attuned to several light language dialects. She's currently enrolled in transpersonal crystal healing course, which dives a bit deeper into the psychological aspects of crystal healing. She also sells crystals and more through her Etsy shop, Juniper Moon Holistic. We'll share Carrie's contact information a little bit later in the show, but I'm really excited to, to have you here today, Carrie. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is fantastic. <laughs> so I think another really cool thing is that you're you're the epitome of a microbiologist that you know, the psychological aspects of crystal and light language, that's a big jump. And I think for a lot of our listeners, that's what happens. You completely shift gears, but there's always that underlying current the whole time of this is who I really am. So as you started to step away from the more structured scientific world, how did you know it was time to to jump the fence? Be honest, it happened because of COVID, really. Being in a medical lab, the rest of the world kind of fell asleep but we had to keep going. And at the time, um, the focus in the lab was on more like a molecular side. They're the ones who um, identified COVID. So the rest of us kind of just had to be there. So there was a lot of time on our hands. And that's about the time I started listening to a little podcast called Enlightened Empaths. <laughs> and <laughs> I had, like I said, I had a lot of time. So I had a lot of listening time. And some of the things you and Samantha would say really resonated with me. And it made me really realize, okay, yes, I do that. Yes, I do that. Oh my gosh, I do that. <laughs> and it made me really start looking into my community here in the small town in North Carolina, what was around me metaphysically, which took me to a place where they do um, meditations a couple of times a week. And then from there, I just met my spirit guides and it was an instant thing. And I just, I took a bunch of your courses and other courses and it's just been open ever since. Um, and I couldn't look back. I see. I love that. But do you feel like it was more remembering all this stuff than learning it? Because it just feels yeah. like you're such a natural at this, that it wasn't a steep learning curve once you decided yeah. to embrace it. 
A hundred percent, because it made me start remembering things that I did as a child. Like, for instance, one of the things, very strong memory now that I've unlocked it. um, I just remember sitting in my grandmother's hallway. It was kind of like a dark hallway and by myself and just saying, I was probably, I feel like I was probably seven or eight years old. And I would say something along the lines of go to where you were before you were here. I don't know what made me think where I I was somewhere else before I was here, wherever Uh here is. And I would just close my eyes and I would be somewhere else. I just remember uh, now that I know what I was doing, I was astral projecting. I think I was just somewhere else where these light beings and they didn't see me, but I saw them. They were giant. And I did it up until a point that I remember it scared me to death because Like I said, I didn't know what I was doing when I was a little kid, but I couldn't come. One time, I felt like I couldn't wake up. I couldn't come back to my body. And it took me um, a long time. It was like when I would get back into my body, I would see things like everything would look foreign to me. And I, that feeling, I loved that feeling, but I couldn't get to that feeling. I don't don't know how else to explain it. And it scared me. So then I just kind of hung up everything after that. I remember my grandmother had so many antique things. I would know when something was more than just a picture. You know, I knew when something was attached to it. Didn't know what to do about it, but I I do remember all these things now. I kind of just put it on the back burner and, you know, when I opened up, everything flooded back in. So, yeah. Wow. And, and that's really cool. But the spontaneity that you went into it with of, okay, take me somewhere. That's really damn brave for one thing, when you think about a little kid, but it also is that pure belief and acceptance that you're going to end up that there's something more. And as we tap that down, and I think that's where a lot of people are right now is they're trying to peek that door open a little bit more and remember what it feels like to be in awe and and in connection with spirit again. And that's why I love, love, love your background is because you have that that logical, that linear, that practical. So you didn't just drink the Kool-Aid and say, okay, now um, you really have both, which which I think is important. Okay. So the light language, because this is something I am fascinated as hell with, but I don't understand. And and that's really a unique thing. And I did some reading and I did, and then I thought, no, I'm just going to let you share because I've heard you speak light language, which is Mm -hmm. so interesting. And that the variances and the, the subtleties between the dialects is just, it's bizarre to me and not in a like, bad way, but just in a holy shit, this is so different kind of way. (laughs) So can you explain for somebody else who may be listening that doesn't even know what the hell we're talking about, what light language really is? Yes, um, as I understand it, because it is something new and kind of not out there, but just new. It's basically language in the form of energy. It comes through the heart space. It's just a way for our guides to communicate with us. You feel it as well, similar to when you're doing intuitive work. You just kind of know it, you feel it. Okay. Exactly. You just know it, you feel it. And um, I always feel like a pressure on my throat chakra when it has to come out. And it's like, it just has to come out. There's nothing. I mean, um, let's see, how can I explain it? Like, um, I always knew that, like when I'm taking courses with mediumship, I could connect to souls that have 
incarnated here on earth, you know, human souls. But it was hard for me in a way. It felt kind of muddy, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thick, muddy. So I would always um, have no trouble connecting with angels, which they have their own light language. It's it's like, uh, or, or other, and then I kind of went past it um, to other realms like Andromeda or um, Pleiades or any of those uh, beings that are on off earth beings, um, I would say. We all have guides that are off planet beings. It's just, they connect to us how it's easiest for us to understand. When you connect to them with their language and light language, it's kind of like um, you're opening up to let them kind of show you their side of things. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does make sense. So is it, and I guess my, my question would be, is it when this comes through, is it as healing modality or guidance or divination or so you're bringing through this beautiful language and it's it has to be based on energy and frequency because everything Absolutely. is but but it's I feel frequency. like that's how you're connecting with these different realms is that mm -hmm. Andromeda may be at this frequency and you're bringing that through do each of these come with a different purpose or a or, or is it aligned to the individual that you're you're working um, with it's it's more about the individual we can um take our session kind of whatever your intention is some people want to open up to speak light language themselves which would be an activation some people want healing from it some people just want to see what happens so one thing i've noticed with people um will with opening up to light language shadow work is a huge component of that because you're like making you're making space in your energetic field for the light language to come in so if you are someone who hasn't done a lot of inner work or however you want to put it healing yourself it might be hard to accept these frequencies because it's kind of like when you think of mediumship in the way of, you know, when someone just passed, it's kind of hard sometimes for them to come communicate with you because you have such grief, you know, like mm -hmm. it's weighing you down and making you heavy. So it's kind of along the lines of that in the way of if you have a lot of work that you still need to do, it might be hard for you to open up and speak your language or the language they want to convey to you so then we would do clearing we would do transmuting of heavy energies and i would do that with light language and they give me codes that come through part of light language and not everybody does this some people just do the verbal and some people mm -hmm. do the hand gestures the mudras that come in through with that so all that kind of uh works together to help clear you out to help um, bring in whatever messages. Sometimes it's a message like they let me hear it in English, like it's a translation and I convey that to the person. Sometimes I don't understand what they're saying. It's just their soul will, you know, their soul and higher self. It's what they need to hear. You don't necessarily have to know what I'm saying, but you will feel it in um, on a level of some sort. You will understand it. You know, what's interesting to me is the timing of this being a new mode, fairly new modality in, in mm -hmm. the scheme of things and how the pattern for, for people has been releasing trauma, doing shadow work, 
you know, so that we can grow and evolve, so that we can raise to a higher vibration, so we can feel more connected with who we really are and, and with all that is. And I think it's interesting that this is coming through when so many people are trying to do that work to release. So it seems like it's it's like, okay, they're ready for us now. We're going to come, come yes. and help with this. So do you physically or spiritually, do you feel anything when this is coming through you? Because you, I know you're a medium, a, a damn good medium, and you're highly intuitive that when you, and sometimes we'll feel that energy coming through us when we connect with spirit. Do you feel that from the different uh, light sources? Yes. It's hard to put into human words how <laughs> how the feeling is different. When it, light language, I feel it more in the heart space and coming through the crown. It's almost like more electric. It doesn't hurt or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just the frequency is different. I don't have to work as hard with it. Um, it's a lighter energy for me. It may not be for others, but for me, that's how it comes through. When I'm connecting to spirit that is closer to earth, it's, it comes through maybe a little bit more third eye. It's heavier. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, and this is just me personally. I prefer to connect to the higher vibrational energies because it's just easier for me and it feels better to me personally. Um, See, that's perfect though, because you know, you've heard me yammer on and on about find your energetic blueprint, what works best for you and spirit will, will show up. And if that's your, your, where your comfort zone is, is to go higher and to, to bring through that. What I think is real healing and guidance I, from everything you're saying, that's what it feels like. But I get exactly what you're saying because to me, it, when I'm doing psychic work, it feels very different than mediumship. Yes. And sometimes with the mediumship, I'm able to feel what the person in spirit and it, it, what it feels like almost is that when you blend with spirit and you ask them to come closer. So it, it almost feels like a collaborative effort with these light yes. beings with you that you're able to, I don't know if it's combining an auric field or connecting or they're just coming through you, not from you, which is the ultimate goal. Right. Any it's of this definitely work. the goal. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a channeling. It's a, and I learned most of my channeling skills, like the brush up skills from you guys. And I feel like going through the mediumship programs kind of opened up the door to this for me to understand how I communicate and how, what is coming through for me because the shamanic work that we've done together is much easier for me than anything else that we've done. And it was kind of a precursor to light language. I found someone on TikTok actually back in April, I think. And I just knew she was the one that I needed to speak to about this. And I have learned that we all kind of have, you know, it, you've heard of contracts that we make mm -hmm. um, on the other side. Some of us are contracted to bring in the light language for other people. And some of us are not. It just depends on what you signed up for. So apparently I signed up for this because I connected with her. She activated my soul language and it was just, I couldn't stop after that. I wanted more and more and more. I wanted to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And whereas some people, I have activated some people with their light language and they're like, okay, what do I do with this? And it just didn't um, resonate with them. Like they wanted to do it just to see, but it didn't resonate with them as strongly as it did for me. And that's okay. It's not for everybody. Is there a difference between a soul language and a light language? 
Yes. So your soul language is kind of a personal thing for you. It's basically the light language that, let's see, how to explain it. We say in our circles, it's more like the language of maybe it's somewhere that you incarnated more than once, or maybe you're really proud of that life. Maybe that life is the life that like, say, you were on, I keep bringing up Andromeda for some reason, maybe you're um, Andromeda, I don't know. Maybe when you were a being in the Andromeda, your Andromeda lifetime, if that's where you incarnated, maybe you learned the most lessons there. And that's just your soul kind of has your ethereal cord still attached to that. Mine, for instance, is Lumerian. So I speak Lumerian, it just flows out. So like basically your your soul language is the one that you're going to speak the most. I can channel and speak fairy. I can channel and speak mantis or blue avian or Syrian or just different dialects. It, it's easy and I can do it. It's just, but if I'm just, you know, puttering around and I, I just start speaking, it's going to be Lumerian. Um, that's just what's going to come out. Okay, so I know this sounds really dumb, but for lack of a better no, word. No, there I are no that. dumb anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember the last time I called something dumb. I mean, that's pretty. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> if if you, so if Lemurian is your primary connection, that's your soul language. Right. If you were working with someone who also had that as their primary, does that change the dynamics of the work you're doing? If it, Does it match at a different frequency? It can, because as a matter of fact, the lady who um, activated me, her name is Deb Clark. She is Lemurian as well. That's her soul language. So I feel like we connected on a deeper level than maybe if I connected to someone whose mantis is what's popping in. Mantis is their language. But it's, it's just something that's, it's just kind of like, okay, think about like, if you're out in the world, you know, say you travel to New Mexico, but you meet up with someone who's from Maine, you're like, oh, I'm from Maine. Yeah. It's kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In a way. Yeah. That's a a fun example. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's take it in the way of we speak English, but you and I don't sound the same. No. You know? So it's like that with light language as well. Um, Oh, that's a good example. That's a really good example. Yeah. So it's still in regional dialects. Exactly. We don't say, oh, I speak U.S. You know, I don't speak (laughs) U.S.A. You know, I I have a, obviously I have a Southern twang, you know, and if someone who hears me is going to say, oh, she's from the South in the U.S., you know, they're not going to say she's from U.S., you know. (laughs) So that's, it's kind of like that in a way. Um, That's that's a good way to put it. It really is because, and I think, so someone may or may not come with an intention of what they want to work on. So if I said, I want to open more up to connecting with my guides, that could be one option, Mm -hmm. or I'm trying to release these things that are holding me back. That could be something that would come through. And can you also, I I think I remember reading something, it will come through with, with the language, the, the the verbal language with signs, uh, mudras, which, Reiki or or a lot of modalities use mudras and mm-hmm. also written form. So have you done yes. anything with the writing? I have. As a matter of fact, that's something I'm kind of working towards um, offering 
because these symbols, I, I'll give you an example. They just kind of come in. I see them as I'm, uh, I don't see them every time that I'm doing a session. Sometimes they come to me randomly. Like for instance, um, one night in the middle of the night, I had just become attuned to the Lyran dialect and I was having trouble bringing it in, got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. And when I, and it was just light from the full moon. Like there was no light in the house. And I just remember when I got in the restroom, I just saw with my eyes, not my third eye, but my mm-hmm. eyeball, all, it looks almost like sacred geometry in a way. Ooh. And it was coming from the sides and it was kind of like going inward to one center. And I just sat there and watched it. It was amazing. Wow. So sometimes I'll see stuff like that and I know that they want me to write it down and give it to the person. Actually, sometimes when I'm like just doing the last time we had a meeting with our group, I was, this is one that I wrote down. I don't know if you can see it, but I have like papers that have symbols all over it. Just, it just comes in and I have to write it down and I have a piece of artwork. It's not in the room with me, but I'm starting to paint with it as well. And, and one thing for me, I like to incorporate in my sessions is, you know, I have the um, attachment to crystals and I'll bring crystals in to it whereas like um, i'm i'm going to start making art with crystals and the symbols of light language i don't know how i'm going to do it but i'm just that's my next that's how i feel called to do it so you you basically channel the symbols similar to automatic writing or similar to channeled writing Mm -hmm. and it's just your hand makes these and you're not thinking about the, the picture because this is audio, uh, the symbol that Carrie showed me was, it looked like a, a sun and it had a line in the middle and dots, but it looked like it was a unique, very unique. It wasn't something that you're going to be able to find a clip art on. So I think that that's interesting that it just comes through you because, you know, the the universal language of symbolism, we use it a lot in the work we do in other forms with archetypes and ancient symbolism and all that stuff. Going back for a second to when you talked about the um, shamanic things that we've done together, that makes perfect sense to me because that's also going to other realms and being Mm. open enough. And so much of what you're saying is based on being open-minded enough to allow rather than trying to control, because it feels like if you start to control, okay, I want this, it's going to close the five gates of energy coming through because it's, it's more of, it feels, and I don't know if this makes any sense, but when you were talking, I feel like there's a gentleness to this. There's not, there's no yes. force. There's no, it's just there and you're tapping into it. You're allowed to raise your vibration to reach that, but it doesn't feel uh, scary. It doesn't feel uncomfortable. It doesn't feel, you know, puppet stringy at all. No, they're there for, uh, I mean, it, they're a part of our team, our guide team. They love us and they want us to succeed. It's almost like the way it feels is like the whole, universe is rooting for us i mean i don't know this for a fact this is just how it feels to me like we're one of the last planets of people who are trying to commune and live together in harmony and raise the vibration it's almost like us being able to receive light language and a lot of the other things that have come to light because if you look at it Spirituality is huge right now because 
it's almost like a gift from them to us because we have worked so hard to get to the place we are now. All these people are starting to wake up. They're starting to receive more from the other side. People are starting to understand, you know, there are no coincidences and things like that. This is a great example um, of what I feel like we are moving toward in one of our journeys that we've done together. The last one that we did, I, and you may recall me telling you about this, but there was a being that come, kept coming to me in the records. You know, we went to the Hall of Records and things like that. If you look at it kind of on one side, it was a woman. And then you look at it a different way. It was a man. It was like a man, woman at the same time, just a conjoined being. Beautiful. One thing that they did for me is they pulled me kind of out of the earth's, like we kept going through doors and then all of a sudden we were in outer space. And when I got out there, they turned me around and to look at the planet earth and half of the planet was bright white just this brilliant light and mm -hmm. the other half was still dark and they said we're halfway there you know just keep working and the mm -hmm. goal is to have the entire planet in the white light so you know the more we do and the more we open up the more we're going to receive from them so it is very gentle it's very loving i, I haven't run across anything that's scary it sounds like, for instance, one of my beings is an Orion. He's from Orion. He came to me. I was going to attune to that language through um, one of my teachers like the next day, but he came a day early and I didn't know what it was. It was very deep. And they apparently, like we breathe oxygen or a mix of oxygen, they breathe a mix of hydrogen. So it's hard for him to, he's very breathy and very deep, but... Mm -hmm. It kind of was scary at first. I was like, oh my God, is this like a, <laughs> like, um, what is this? What is coming through here? So I reached out to my teacher and she's like, okay, they came to you early, but she attunes kind of ahead of time. And she's like, that's a, an Orion being, being from, um, I think it's pronounced Beetlejuice or Beetle. I don't know. It's spelled kind of like in the movie Beetlejuice when he was spelling it with the G. It's another planet in the Orion constellation. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, that's where he's from. And she just knew right away what I was speaking. And now he comes in so easily for me and he helps me transmute heavy energy for people. Okay. So do you have a specific being with each of the languages? Yeah, I have my specific guides that come in. You have in. a team. I do have a team, much. yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yes. And, and they help with different things. Like for instance, if I'm working, um, we, we have a group, we just all speak light language and we practice with each other. And if someone's feeling heavy, my Orion, I call him my Orion fella. He will come in <laughs> and, and he'll, he'll help clear the way. And he likes to work with the bottom three chakras. He will help me like kind of, because what we're doing is we're pulling any energy that's stuck. And you know, this in any, it could be in any of the chakras and we're pulling it through to down through the root so you can release it. So he'll help me clear the way there for any stuck energy. And then my dragon guide will come in and he'll help me. He calls it, he'll say, um, let's burn it off. So mm -hmm. we'll, he'll help me kind of help release it even further and then let's see um my lumerian god she's very emotional so she works with the heart space mostly 
And then the fairies will come in and they bring joy and happiness and, and they lighten up the situation. So that's kind of the team that I work with the most. And you, you've known me a long time, Carrie, that I like the evidence. I like there to be something that backs up. And this is a little more esoteric than that. Yeah. But I can tell by the way that you're speaking of it, that this resonates with you on a core level. So then as you were speaking, I was thinking, isn't it interesting that your primary soul language is Lemurian? And I think that that's a perfect jump to your connection with crystals, because there's so mm-hmm. much that's been said over the years and Lemurian crystals being such a big deal, but yes. th- that crystals are here to help with the healing on the earth. Could there be a, an activation from these light beings coming closer with the strength of the crystals that is mm-hmm. helping with this healing and polarity that's happening right now. Because in, in your bio, you shared about, you know, that you're researching more the psychological impact of that crystals can have with us with healing. And I don't know it enough. I know which ones I can feel that resonate with me, or I can pick up a stone and say, okay, I need to send this to so-and-so. I just sent a friend uh, a piece of Labradorite because I when I picked it up, I immediately got a flash of her and thought, oh, she needs this. So what is your connection, do you think, between the two? First, let me say, you picking up a crystal and you having the flash of the person's face and know it, that's the crystal communicating with you. Very cool. So you, you have a connection to them more than you think. You may need to open up a little bit more to that because if they're speaking to you in that way, then you you do have a very deep connection with them. You just need to open up to it more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> telling you you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I appreciate that because that's I, it's very clear sentient for me with the crystals. So yes, okay. that's part of it. Part of what I do is like if I'm if a person if I'm working with a person and they're telling me I'm looking for one to pick up. Well, I'll take myself. I, I have a hard time feeling. Uh, I've built up so many walls over the years. But sometimes I feel like I can't feel emotions like I want to. I used to cry at the drop of the hat. Now I have to work harder for it. So I have this really big flat rose quartz and I just kind of lay it on my heart chakra and just kind of lay there with it. How each crystal aligns with what the person needs similar to the light language. Yeah. And it's almost, it's just an added bonus in a way it's kind of like conducting energy. Like, you know, we use uh, quartz in our watches and different machinery and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a conductor for their energy to come in for me. Where this is going for me though, is that to me, the, the, the crystals, they're, they're in our earth energy. They're here. They, they connect, they conduits for that. Are you the conduit between this? Is it keeping you grounded so that you can channel through this light language from higher dimensions, because we both know the more grounded you can get, the higher you can go. So it, right. it, it feels like the crystals have become stronger for you as you've become more activated with the light language stuff. Oh, so yeah, it, definitely. it's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Like um, before, I was always like, am I drawn to them because they're beautiful? Or am I mm-hmm. really understanding what they can do for us? or what their vibration is or what their energy, you know, or am I just going on what like a predestined thing as far as someone melody, I think it was kind of told us like rose quartz is for love, blah, 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 blah. 
sometimes I feel like when I'm in the zone and I'm using the crystals, connect to someone or help them with whatever ails them or what, sometimes I won't grab the crystal that's traditionally known for this, that, or whatnot. So it's kind of like you said, you, you just go with intuitive. I just don't I even stop to think that. about it, I guess. <laughs> I absolutely love that. If I was, if someone was going to come to you for a session and they wanted light language or intuitive or cards, because you, you have a beautiful plethora of offerings, but say, we'll focus on the light language for a second. Is it one session? Is it three? Does it depend on the person? Does it depends it... on the person. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, how it long does. does it usually take? I like to give it an uh, about an hour. I think okay. I have, I need to look on my website again. I can't remember what I have, it, but it's, it's a good 45 minutes to an hour session. Because a lot of times I find that people want to work on X thing. But there's a lot of layers where like onions, you know, like Shrek says, you know, the layers and the onions, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot underneath it. Somebody might come to me and say, I want to work on um, opening my third eye. I don't know. But they haven't dealt with a deep childhood trauma that led to abandonment issues. So that needs to come before you try to connect on the other side, you know, you've got to take care of your home base before you can move on somewhere else. Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes perfect sense. So similar to you doing, I can only, you know, compare it to, to what I do is that if I'm doing a reading for someone and they want to know about their career and all that keeps coming through is relationship and family mm. and love, yeah. this whole energy is going to bring through what the person really needs, not what yes. they, they think that they need. Yes, you're not always going to get what you want, but you'll (laughs) definitely get what you need. And if you try sometimes, you... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let's keep doing it. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it's like they're here to help us. It's And they're looking at our lives at a different angle. Like, you know, on the other side, we say all the time, time doesn't really exist over there. Everything's happening uh, at the same time, which is more than what our human brains can understand really so they're seeing things at a different perspective so they may say something like okay that's great you want to work on that but we need to get rid of some other things first they may see more i'm not into bringing in future stuff i'm more for the healing so they don't really bring to me oh this person's going to do this in the future so this needs to happen it's not like that it's mm-hmm. more like a building block to where you want to get to. Sorry. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. That, that Because it, there's the fluidity of time that we don't always experience in this density. But they're going to bring through what is going to help that person. So similar to when we say we want to help people find their own inner knowing and light. Mm-hmm. These beings are coming through to help people find a sense of completion and self so that they can navigate right. this this planet this world and help with that shift in polarity and i you know the visual yeah. that you got of half the world being in light and half in dark is such a perfect example of the divisiveness in the world right now but also again i do truly truly believe this with my heart that we're all working towards more of a global unity and that's the key yes. and if if these beings coming closer to help and it popped into my head too is I've said this a lot, the little people that are coming in are wired differently. Are these 
light language activations and energies and beings coming closer to wake people up for getting ready for this new generation that's here for the healing and the the shift and transition. I, I hope so. Yeah, that feels right to me. It's almost like, okay, um, I, I highly recommend anybody who is opening up to their spiritual side, whether whatever modality feels right to you, to read the books or to uh, get on Audible, the Cryon um, books at C-R-Y-O-N by Lee Carroll. Um, they're very quick reads. You know, you don't have to commit a bunch of time to it. They're like, even on Audible, it's only like a two hour thing. But he explains perfectly all the things that I'm trying to convey here. It's like I understood all this stuff this whole time, but I didn't truly understand until I read those books. I don't know how you got to get through because he's another being, you know, he's very dry and robotic. So you got to kind of get be okay with listening to that or reading it in that way. They don't speak like we do. But he explains it perfectly what we're doing here and the point of it all. It's a really cool read. So anyway, it, it really kind of makes things click into place when I listen to that. And I said this at the beginning, but one of the reasons I really, really wanted to do this with you is because when you speak about this, I can feel the passion that you have for it. And it feels like it just aligns with with you, with what you came to do. And you're very intelligent, very grounded, very practical. You live on a farm. So you have that earth energy, all of that stuff. But this feels like it. You have no doubt in your heart that this is a connection and it's something that you came here to help with. And that's the key. This may resonate with you. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I need to reach out to this woman because I know that I have more of a higher frequency connection than what I'm feeling on this on this earth plane. Or you may be listening to this and saying, wow, that was really interesting, but that doesn't resonate with me. And that's the key is finding what resonates with you, not necessarily just drinking the Kool-Aid because someone said it. And I think right. as more and more becomes apparent, we're finding we're all in this to help. We're all in this. And what you're bringing is different than what I'm bringing is different than another person but in, in combination, it may be exactly what we need to be doing. Yeah. And I see it as it's all connected. Like I used to see it as, okay, earth energy, like Gaia or the elementals or things that are here with us on earth is different from angels or we'll, we'll take it back to basics and just talk about, we, we won't even bring the off planet people in here. We'll just talk about angels, but it's not, I, all I keep seeing is like in your shamanic you know of course we always go to the tree of life and we talk about the underworld and the the lower world the middle world the upper world yeah 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 yeah. and it's like you said it's all connected in one you think of it not necessarily like it's like that to me now all of it's the same absolutely love that if this really resonated with you and you're you'd like more information or you'd like to meet carrie Let's start with the crystal. She has this incredible Etsy shop, Juniper Moon Holistic. You can also find find Carrie through her website, junipermoonholistic.com, or through Jen Edwards Moon Lodge, where she does biweekly mini light language readings. So again, the website is junipermoonholistic.com. All Enlightened Empaths listeners can use the code EMPATHS2023 
at checkout to save 23% off any service on her website. Thank you. It's incredibly generous. And you're if you're looking for the Etsy site, it's junipermoonholistic.etsy.com. And Carrie is currently running a 25% off all crystal sale, and there's no code necessary for that. Carrie, thank you so very much for being with me today and sharing this. I just hopefully everyone learned as much as I did from this because when I don't know something about it, I, I try to be open-minded and not think, oh, that's some you know odd theory. And even though it doesn't feel like something I'm here to do, I know that it's something you're here to do. And that comes back to the whole share your light. Find what works for you and, and just follow that trail because they lit it out beautifully for you, didn't they? Like from they step sure one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? Well, I guess, I, you know how I am. I like everything. One thing that I, I do is I infuse light language into my products. If, Ooh. you know, um, kind of like Reiki is, it's the same thing. It's on the same, it's the very same frequency as Reiki sort of. It's just coming through you, like you said before. So I'm also working, like uh, I put in my bio that I was raised on plant medicine and I'm trying to get back to that. I have created a uh, all natural cleaning product. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just vinegar, pine, you know, stuff like essential oil. So hopefully, pretty soon, I'm going to be um, offering that on either in my Etsy shop or on my website as well. Beautiful. And it that will be infused with light language. So basically, it's the same. Like I said, it's the same thing as Reiki. You just speak it into it. So those are things. It's a lot more to come. I don't know. Maybe some art too. We'll see. <laughs> That's the point is you never tap out. It's always going to grow and evolve and continue. Thank you so very much. And for anyone listening, whatever your light language is or your juju or your connection or your writing, or your, it doesn't matter. Just do you and share what you came here to do because we're all in this together, and I really, in my soul, know we can make a difference in shifting this polarity. Take care. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.